Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 126 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. I come from you from the land of boring white walls and corners um, <laughs> in the process of moving. So next week, it will be a completely different background. But for now, you get the boring white walls. <laughs> And my name is also Craig. I come for you the, uh, from the land of where dreams come true, where <laughs> Santa Claus comes down and brings you the Firefly edition of The Last Ooh. of Us or ba- or Barry Claus, in case it's not that time of year for Sa- Santa Claus. I will not do an unboxing, but yeah, we did the uh, box art review already. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that I could do the I could do the unboxing this week on uh NBA, if anybody would like. The there we go. Jordan. Yeah, yes. we can. Yeah, we can do one for NBA. There we go. Let's get it. We don't talk about games, <laughs> movies, or or any of that stuff. All we do is talk about yep. NBA Two K Twenty Three, and as always, the news because we always talk about the news this week. So yes, we do. Getting into it for the most part, what I have, and I'll leave like the Disney kind of stuff to you guys. But I paid big attention to the Assassin's Creed. Uh, preview ubisoft did a whole opening thing and uh, i'm and i'm sorry to anybody who enjoys this type of stuff but like i don't care for the division two at all like i'm surprised they're they're making stuff for it still yeah i'm surprised they still support it Mm -hmm. so pretty much for me i was only interested in the assassin's creed stuff and for the most part i'm pretty excited about what i saw so I'll get the big one out of the way. Assassin's Creed Mirage, which they showed off a trailer for that seems to go back to old Assassin's Creed yes. games. It looks like mm-hmm. we are done, like and don't get me wrong, like I I did like Odyssey, uh, but I can say that I didn't have the most fun with with Origins or with Valhalla. Yeah, I beat Valhalla. I spent way too much time in Valhalla, <laughs> yes. but you, you know, we're finally starting to see a, a trailer that goes, OK, we're hearkening back to the old like Assassin's Creed days where they're actually wearing their get up for, uh, yeah. you know, we haven't seen that in a couple of years. And on top of that, too, they're uh, deleting their ring finger. And in this one, he seems to have deleted mm-hmm. his pinky finger as well. I'm not sure what that's all about, but. I am just so excited and relieved to see that I'm and I should just say kind of everything's with an asterisk because we don't know yet because we haven't seen gameplay, but I just hope this brings you back to old Assassin's Creed games. I, d- I don't really care for the open world format. You can do it with another series. That's fine with me, but I want to have like my old Assassin's Creed games back. That's, that's primarily yeah. what I want. And this gave me Altair like Assassin's Creed one vibes watching it. So I was extremely like just happy with the trailer in general. Yeah, I know you guys probably watched it as well. How do you feel about it? Go ahead. Well, it's uh, what put them on the map. You know, it's kind of nice to get back to it. Um, I'm in agreement with you on the amount of Valhalla that I played. And while they did not only create a 100 to 120 hour initial game, but with all the content they released after it, it was a long game. And if you bought it and stuck with the dlc it was nice um 
Odyssey, you know, like there's all these different renditions, but it's always kind of nice just to see them go back to what put them on the map. What made us all, it was back when everybody played Assassin's Creed, not just a, I'm going to select this one. I'm going to select this one. You know, I know in prior weeks, I mentioned how uh, Black Flag is my jam, even in a different, even in, in renditions where they tried something a little different, you still maintain the Assassin's Creed look of it so the trailer was nice uh i got chills when i saw him actually like cut his fingers off it was really funny seeing that blade just kind of like just that heated blade um i'm excited for it and 2023 uh i don't even need to see gameplay to get to be really thrilled yeah i've um still to this day have not finished a single assassin's creed game ever but the farthest i've ever gotten was like the first three Right. That's the ones I spent the most time with. So I'm 100 percent on board with the older style. I just think Ubisoft has so many open world games. Assassin's Creed does not need to be one of them. If you want open world, you still have the division. You still have um, Ghost Recon um, out there. Far Cry. There's just like every game they make is open world. I don't need Assassin's Creed to be this massive hundred hour experience like you can tone it down. Um, and give me a, a tight story and I'm all in. Will I finish it? Who knows? But like, I'm definitely more excited than I have been in years for an Assassin's Creed game. But also with Mirage, I don't know if, if it's a mess up or whatever, but did you guys see the rating on Assassin's oh, Creed? Oh, no, I, I didn't know there was a rating I for it. That. I didn't see that. So it's like the pre-order stuff went up and the rating on it as of right now is adult only. Um, and underneath it says it has real gambling, hmm. which is, which is not a good thing at all. Um, hmm. but I don't, people are kind of like, you know, is this a mess up or what is actually in this game that would constitute as real gambling? Cause that wouldn't be like loot boxes. This would be something no. you're actually putting money in. So I don't know. As far as I know, last I checked before we started recording, I haven't seen like an answer as to why it has this rating or if it was a mess up. I just thought it was kind of interesting that it's on there right now as an AO game, which that never happens ever. Yeah, that is strange. No. I'll, have to, I'll have to take a look at that, too. I hope. Because that would ruin too... everything, right? Like, that would ruin the hype. Yeah. I just don't get how how you work gambling into it. Is it like, do, am I going to put money down on whether or not my assassin kills the target is that is that what this know. is and if and if i'm right do i get like some real money out of it do i get do yeah. i get a hundred dollars for my five dollar bet <laughs> yeah how is it how is it executed and i don't know when's the last when's the last time you guys even seen an ao game like, not very often because it's it's a yeah. death sentence for your game right yeah yeah like you can't is there sell like, it in stores is yeah, there like an over-under for time audience. to kill yeah i mean I, I would have to assume that it's some sort of mess up right um, yeah. Or it's something in the loot box system that they're going to have to change. Maybe, you know, it's just extremely predatory. Maybe, and, yeah. And that's why. But I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that that kind of popped up. Yeah. And then on top of the Assassin's Creed Mirage stuff, we got uh, some code names for their other works. We have Assassin's Creed Red, which looks to be a Japan samurai type game. Only a matter of time before that was going to happen. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Jade, which looks like it's going Jade usually is associated with the color of like 18th century China. So I'm mm -hmm. all OK for that as well. 
And then the last one, and I think kind of the most interesting one I thought was Hex, which seems to be taking place during like the witch trials and aims to be maybe one of like the scary, like it's a, there are talkings about this game where it's supposed to be set to be the scariest Assassin's Creed game. Maybe it's, maybe it's taking it dip into the horror portion of things. What's it, what's it running against? In terms of other, it's the scariest one of them all. Like, what's yeah. the other scariest? <laughs> They're just trying to point out there that it's going to be horror related, I guess. Yeah, there it is. But out of the three, uh, out of the three, are you guys excited for any one more particularly than the other? Um, I mean, I think the idea of ninja type in Assassin's Creed has been something that everybody has said for a long time. But I don't know that. I mean, to me, Mirage sounds the coolest, but I'm not, again, mm. like I'm not overly hyped for any of these, really. Uh, I could be excited for a Samurai one as well. Uh, how do they execute it is the question that I have. And can they compare with some of the other, uh, I guess, works that have been able to really nail the sa- the Samurai vibe in particular? If they dip, if they're dipping horror into it, sure. You know, there's enough horror games out and there's enough B horror games out that we've all seen or not played. I want to, I want to see what Assassin's Creed does with it. That's fine. It's different for them. You know, something new. Yeah. For me, I think I'm most excited for Jade just because uh, there is a lot of history in China. And I really think you could delve deep and do some really good, like meeting a famous, you know, people from you know old old china it doesn't even have to be 18th century you can do you know early 16th 15th century and you have like a ton of people who you can just make a game with historical figures and i always liked that part about it like um assassin's creed you know that especially the Ezio collection like with two the reason that one was so popular is because you had such like a really like you had an assassin with personality which was cool. And then on top of that, you got to work with, you know, old Italian guy. Oh, you know, here's our version of, you know, Leonardo da Vinci and that kind of thing. So if they can work that into Jade, I think it's got a possibility to, you know, do something that is very, very popular and on the type of leagues with Assassin's Creed two. But yeah, uh, for, for the most part, that's it for like the Ubisoft portion of things. What about you guys? Um, news-wise? Yeah, news-wise. Yeah, I got a couple here I can run through. Um, first one has to do with Stalker 2. Uh, Microsoft kind of changed the release date this past week and was offering refunds, um, kind of hinting oh. towards that this game's not coming out anytime soon. Uh, but then you also had later later on this week the developers of Stalker 2 saying, uh, basically denying any type of delay at all. So I don't know if there's some sort of miscommunication here. Like, I don't think anybody would blame them for having to delay again. As far as I know, the developers were relocated out of Ukraine last I heard. Mm. So I don't think they're still in Ukraine. But with everything going on over there, like, it's totally understandable that this would get kind of pushed with everything else happening. But to this point, as of now, they're still denying that it's getting delayed. So who knows? Hmm. 
Yeah, it had a firm release date until everything started happening. Yep. And I, I believe you're right, Craig. I remember seeing something where they did an update specifically on the developers. And this is like months ago. Mm-hmm. But it, it, they did show uh, certain developers and certain people on the on the team outside of the conflict because they were reflecting on how it's been for the past uh, for the past time there. So, yeah, we can't. This is one delay or whatever that we can't be mad at. You know, it's it's yep. like the one delay we can't be mad at. Yep. So I think it's safe to assume that this would probably be when it comes out the game with the most propaganda against Russia, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. going to be just full of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm still looking forward to this game whenever it does come out. If it happens to be maybe not next year or maybe the year after, that's totally fine. We've already been waiting, I feel like five years at least now, maybe 10 since the first one came out. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing with the Adva- uh, Advance Wars, the reboot camp of one and two. Mm-hmm. Like that was delayed indefinitely when the war started. You haven't heard anything nope. <laughs> about this game. And it's because of its relationship to like war and how, you know, tanks, guns, everything like that. So and it is Nintendo, so they do tend to be more family friendly and they're not looking to stir up any sort of drama with the release of one of their games but that game and stalker 2 like it's really sad that the precedent that they have right now just because i'm pretty sure they would there's a whole bunch of people developers and stuff that like put their lives into this game you know probably sweat tears whatnot and the fact that they just have to sit there and wait on something you know just kind of stinks for everybody uh stalker 2 is one of those you know, almost like I want to say Metro Last Light games where it's like a really like yep. cool story based yeah. first person shooter where nobody really wants to touch first person shooters unless you're, you know, a battle royale or you're Call of Duty doing multiplayer because, you know, Battlefield's, you know, pretty much dead in the water. It seems like we haven't seen Medal of Honor in a while. So a story based shooter, they're just nice to see. And it's something with Stalker that I thought for me, I was excited for because I liked match the, the Metro series. And this is something that yeah. kind of looked to build um, its own way into the story. First person shooters genre. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I still think it's going to be a good game. I just, I think it's going to be a bit, I don't think it's going to be coming out anytime soon at this point. Um, yeah. We also got uh, some rumors about the next Bioshock uh, rumored that it will have a female lead and that the setting will be Antarctica. Um, that could be cool, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yes, depending on how the facility is created, right? You know, because right. how how do you do how do you do better than Rapture? Do you do? You know, it's better than, better than water, frozen water. That's true. <laughs> if this was a game of rock paper scissors between water types, would frozen water beat liquid water? <laughs> it's true. I, I guess it makes sense to do Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, I think what it's probably going to be is um, Frozen Gone Wrong. I have a feeling oh. that, okay. you know, what's what's her face? It's Elsa, Elsa. right? Yeah. yeah, Elsa yes. becomes an evil tyrannical tyrant in uh, <laughs> in Antarctica. And now, you know, your plane magically crashes in this castle that no one's ever seen for years. And then you find a whole civilization of stuff. <laughs> I think I think I'm right on the money here. I don't okay. think I don't think it could yeah. be anything else. A nice and Disney what, tie in like Kingdom yeah, Hearts. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be Air- it's gonna be Arendelle, but Elsa just froze everybody, and then it's just you're you're gonna listen to playbacks of clips of people dying because they're freezing to death. Okay, 
And also to, to tie it in because it hasn't been tied in yet this week, I would be a nice, uh, you know, opposite end of the spectrum with Bioshock over here with the frozen and the ice. And then over on this side, we have scorn with the heat and hell. And why do we do this? Why do we do this (laughs) every week? Game of the year. I should have just moved. I should not have made any comments about <laughs> about Frozen with an M rating. Gosh, that's, dang it. I think that is that three or four weeks in a row now. Three. It does, I mean, yeah. we got to get a counter up. I mean, Hell hath no fury like a Barry Scorn. You know what I mean? No. So, no. You really just you really just did that to me, Barry Scorn. God. Oh man. Okay. Um. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. The please, last please. piece of news I have is uh. Buckle in because we're going on a rant here. So get ready. I want to talk about Jim Ryan and PlayStation and Call of Duty. Yeah, Um, clapping back, clapping back at each other like a weirdo. Here's here's what I'm going to say. Jim Ryan and PlayStation, shut your mouth. It's none of your business and you don't have any control over it because he was upset and saying that, you know, Microsoft reached out to PlayStation and did say that you know, for the next two years that they will honor the contract that uh, PlayStation had with Call of Duty. You will still see Call of Duty on PlayStation for at least the next two years. But after that, they kind of left it up in the air. And then on the other end, you have Jim Ryan from PlayStation saying that that's not acceptable. Well, guess what? You didn't buy the company. Microsoft did. They bought Activision, Mm -hmm. right? So it's they could pull it now if they wanted to. Right. Like probably not Modern Warfare. But uh, the next ones, they could have and all it would have been within their right to be like, you know what? Modern Warfare 2 is going to be the last one on PlayStation. And after that, if you want to play Call of Duty, you got to you got to have an Xbox, which that would be huge with Warzone. Right. That would be absolutely massive. So, I mean, I guess I look at it as it was nice on Microsoft's end to reach out to Sony and be like, hey, those two years that you guys already had, we're still going to honor that. We're not going to cancel it will allow you to have your exclusives. They have an exclusive with Modern Warfare 2 this year. They're probably going to have one next year with or two years or whatever, whatever the next one is. Um, but yeah, after that, I, I still don't think Microsoft's going to make it an Xbox only game. I just don't see them doing that. There's too much money they make yeah. off of. It, it, off it of makes no yeah. it makes no financial sense to stick it to one console. Um, but I, I don't know. It just the whole Jim Ryan and PlayStation thing being like, that's not fair. Just is so ridiculous to me. They would do the same thing if they would have bought Activision. Actually, they probably would have, let's be honest, they probably would have cut it out next year. <laughs> yeah. been like, you know what? Warzone's not available on Xbox anymore. Sorry. But um, yeah. What do you guys think? Do, do you see a world where uh, Microsoft just makes it a uh, Xbox only game just out of spite? For like a year, <laughs> just like as soon as that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're right. It makes it makes no financial sense, right? To just limit it to just one console, or it, it just yeah. it doesn't. Especially because of how much money that franchise brings in from name only. It's the Madden of mm-hmm. first person shooters. It's survived bad renditions. It's survived really, uh, really good games as well. Mm-hmm. But. Sometimes I just don't like Sony or just mm-hmm. somebody from PlayStation and what they say or <laughs> what their belief system is. I love the games. This is like, yep. you know, it's got, it's got, it's like when you grow up 
and you realize one of those people that you saw as a child on television is actually a piece of crap. Like, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. just like, but I loved their episodes of all the show. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. upsetting. And Microsoft was nice to allow those two years to be honored. They don't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why Sony is, well, why in particular, um, would you say it's Jim Ryan? Jim Ryan, yep. Why in particular he's being like that, especially publicly. Like kind of yeah. just say that in your conference room by yourself. Yeah, you know? by all means, yeah. Do you think, Barry, though, do you think you could see Microsoft saying, all right, so after not Modern Warfare 2, but the next one, do you think they could say Call of Duty will be on Xbox only, but Warzone will be on everything? Mm. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, like, I've, you know, one thing about it is. You know, there's definitely like breach of contract with stuff like that. Like just because right. Blizzard is bought does not mean they are of, you know, negligent to their uh, to whatever contracts they signed beforehand. Hence mm-hmm. why Xbox came out and said, you know, hey, you know, the next two Call of Duty is fine, whatever. I do think we start to see what we saw in earlier Call of Duties with like maybe some exclusive content, some exclusive skins only yeah. coming to Xbox probably more like xp boosts weapon boosts for xp as well coming to xbox like call of duty is synonymous with like it, it in a lot of ways is synonymous with gaming and because of that i think microsoft knows like if they were to ever do something like that you're only like and i think microsoft knows they'd be only stirring up the pot more than they probably want to because you then start to deal with other things like, okay, now we're getting into like exclusive wars where people are going to have to decide what console they want. And Sony Mm. officially owns uh, Bungie now. So, you know, if, if you want to try doing a first person shooter off, you can, but Mm. I don't think it's necessarily great for the gaming atmosphere and the health of gaming in general. Uh, Right. I could see them try to leverage stuff um, like last year in the past two years, we've saw MLB the show come to Xbox and that is because MLB is demanded that it starts to come to Xbox. <laughs> so yep. Sony said, all right, it's a game with Sony's branding. And when you start up the game, it shows PlayStation studios. Yep. And I think we'll start to see the same thing where Xbox will come out with their own branding of Xbox studios and when you start it up on PlayStation or on any console in general, you will see Xbox Studios a startup, that kind of thing. I because because it, it's kind of the same thing where, yeah, MLB doesn't nearly sell as many copies as as Call of Duty does, but it is the premier sports baseball game. There is no other baseball games. Yep. Like, yeah, y- you can Correct. say that there is like RBI baseball, but I actually didn't see that this year anywhere. Now I that think I think I about it. it, so like those those games are di- those games have either died or are dying, and now you only have MLB the Show. So I think we run into those types of things where, yeah. while Blizzard and those studios that make Call of Duty are owned by Xbox, they can still demand that it be released multi-platform because then if they don't and developers are upset with it. Then you have 
developers going on strike and you have your name out there and who knows what horrible news. I just think like doing that and setting it as a precedent where it'd only be on Xbox is starting a huge like console gaming war that I don't I don't think anybody wants a part of, especially Xbox. Yeah, Microsoft Studios. I mean, they already have the fact that they can sit there and say, you know what? You want to play Call of Duty? It's included with Game Pass. You want to play it on PlayStation? You yeah. got to pay $70. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So exactly. they have that. Um, I guess I was, as far as them being like, you know, Warzone is cross-platform, but Call of Duty isn't. I guess that would be, you know, everybody always says like Microsoft has no exclusives. That could be a huge exclusive for them. Right? Oh I mean, when you look at Sony, you're like, man, Sony has all the phenomenal exclusives every single one right but xbox is working on it they are but they that are, could that could be another one that they could if they wanted to be like hey the premiere see it's not as popular as it used to be but one of the premiere first person shooter campaign experiences which is call of duty is only on xbox like that mm. would be a big win for them and them still making warzone cross cross platform Warzone's where all the money is made anyway, right? Like they make billions of dollars in Warzone. So I guess I personally could see them doing that and being like, hey, the next Call of Duty, not the next one, but the one after is only on Xbox. But Warzone 2 or Warzone 3 or whatever it is at that point will still be able to play on PlayStation. I could see like single player. Yeah. going yeah. going exclusively but i don't think i'd see the multiplayer portion of things going because that that is a cash for them as well yeah uh, so. not as big as it used to be but it's still big yeah no. yeah i guess we'll find out huh we will yeah. find out Time i'm still tell. waiting to hear if the modern warfare 2 is going to be on game pass or not because they keep hinting at it but like i need i kind of need to know right it's coming up yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if like sometime in March they decide to announce like, okay, it's free now or something like <laughs> Maybe. that. Yeah. I don't think yeah, I don't think it'll be bundled in copy. until later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, could be. But that's all I had. All right. Well, we did have the uh Disney Marvel event <laughs> on Friday. Uh, I have some feelings about it. Um on one side with the with the Disney event, it was like a 20, 22 to 25 minute event. Nothing crazy. There was a nice enthusiastic gentleman with a little bit of swag who was doing the announcing for it. And on the Disney side, I wasn't really as excited. You know, they kind of brought some hype to some of the games. Like Craig, you, you mentioned that earlier too, that, that, that there wasn't really a Disney hype. Yeah. Midnight Suns getting a December 2nd release date. Nice. I mean, that was going to be like the whole month of December was supposed to be my Callisto protocol time. So <laughs> I, I didn't want something like that. It'll still be. But I thought that was just kind of like an interesting place to land it. You know, I mean, it, it was originally supposed to be released like what next month, like early next month. Yeah. Some of the deep dive of the characters you had to play was kind of exciting just in how they delivered it. But it wasn't something that really just blew me away, which is mainly how the event was. There was some Avatar news on a new game here. I have strong feelings about how Avatar has not ridden the wings of hype, just how the franchise is not. I don't care about Avatar anymore. I didn't care about Avatar in 2015. Really? And that was some, year, well, that was some years ago. I mean, the, the yeah. movie came out in 2010. 
yep. or something like that, 2009 or 10. I had plenty of time to get over that hype. If if we had anything that were that was of substance or at least as substantial as that particular movie, maybe I'd be a little bit more excited for it. But the gameplay looked fine. I just I wanted that. I'll tell you what I honestly wanted. I wanted Wolverine, more Wolverine, and I wanted more um, Suicide Squad is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it. So I, so now that I'm saying that out loud, you know, definitely pass judgments as you shall because I was watching just specifically wanting two major things in particular. But it was a small event, but it wasn't impactful for me. Craig, I know that you might have some thoughts on it. I'm not sure how you feel about it. Um, but... Do you think that the hype is going to be there for the for the next Avatar movie like it was the first time? Because I'm kind of in the same boat as you as like it's been such a long time. Like I enjoyed that first movie when it came out. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But like it it's was. been like, what, 12 years, right? Yes. Since it came out. Like are people still going to care? I know it's coming out in December, holiday movie. Um, but not as many people are going to the movie theaters anymore. They're being more selective. No. Uh, I just don't think it's going to have the same hype. And I know they said they're like, they started filming Avatar 4 already. I'm just like, do people really want three more Avatar movies? I don't know that I do. Yeah, I don't know. This the whole this whole cluster of th- this activity should have been a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> and... Here's a fun fact that I'm not going to look up immediately right now, but how many times has the records of Avatar been shattered by something Marvel-related in that yeah. time frame? <laughs> like Quite a how bit, many times, yep. How many times did they get lapped by Marvel? Uh, which is a side note that I was just thinking about now, but it, it's it's too late. Yeah, People will play it, it because there'll probably be enough put into it monetarily that it will look good right but i don't i don't i'm not hyped for it barry how do you feel i can say i don't really care for the game whatsoever uh when it comes to the movie though like i'll admit i am excited to watch it i do remember like the kind of fantastical like nature that avatar was really like spurred up a lot of my imagination that you know i use today as you know a 28 year old adult and I really think that, yeah, while this should have been done years ago, like we should have had, you know, an Avatar 2 at max seven years or five years after the first one, uh, you know, they have kind of a crazy director in James Cameron. Uh, So this this kind of movie, like he wanted to film one, you know, two and three back to back because there's so much CGI in these movies that... Like it takes computers and computers and teams of computers in order to do this stuff that he wants. So, you know, I'm, I just want to see how much, like now that we've had 12 years, how does that pay off? Like, how does it pay off for someone like me who like, you know, yeah, my mom, for whatever reason, she's super excited. She loved avatar the first movie i guess i'm like excited for it but in the way that i am skeptical of i want to see what like what what is this product what is it what is its final turnout what does it become and and is it worth it that's the kind of you know that's the reason i'm excited for it just to see 
what what it turns out to end up being. Yeah, I mean, when that movie came out, it was like. As far as CGI, that was like the benchmark, right? Yeah. You're like, this is how yeah, good a no, CGI was... movie can look. Yep. So I, I think it's fair to expect that this one coming out in December should do that again. Right. Because that's all James Cameron says is like he wants to every time he comes with a movie, he wants to raise the bar. He did that with Titanic way back in the he day. Did. But yeah. so, I mean, I expect it to look beautiful. I expect the story to be. Adequate if not overly long, because that's what he always does. Three hour, three and a half hour movies. I expect the game to be a Horizon Zero Dawn ripoff. That's like all yeah. I expect out of that game at like the most. <laughs> I don't expect it to be good at all, but and we like, may be wrong. <laughs> yeah. And like one thing I do want to say is you mentioned it like being a Horizon ripoff. Like, how do you get more pretty than what like Forbidden yeah. West looks like? Because to be honest, like that's yeah. still kind of the benchmark for me. Mm-hmm. For kind That's of like, bar. you know, best graphical game so far this year, probably Horizon. Bar. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably right. I'm trying to think if any other games got close. Mm, probably not. I don't think anything got close to what that does. Um, so far, there's still time for it to be beaten. But by Callisto. By Callisto Protocol, maybe. Or Scorn. Or Scorn. <laughs> Two two mentions. Uh, I, there was um there was one <laughs> small thing I did want to throw at you guys though. One thing that I was excited from it is the uh, the hint and possibility not possibility but hint at a Black Panther and Captain America game. Yeah. So again, Disney side, I was not hyped. They 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 basically showed like a a Disney version of Mario Kart and mm-hmm. a couple of other things. And I was that like, game's oh. great though, by the way. Oh, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Anyway, but but yeah, uh, but that was that was nice to see, kind of like a hint at a Black Panther and a Captain America game. It was a very short teaser, but it looked cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what that game is. Is it like a, a brawler? I don't even know. But that's all I'm they're in. capable of making. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the, like there is a chance that maybe. Maybe Disney kind of saw the success, and I'm I'm, I'm going to go with saw as kind of a stretch, and success as a, as as a stretch, a stretch of like what we thought of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. where if it gets if it's like that kind of game, great. I'm hoping it is because, sure. like, I'll be completely honest, I really don't care much for you know the, the brawler type ones, uh, just because they don't seem to require a lot of thought. Uh, like to be Bayonetta, completely. though. I do like Bayonetta, but Bayonetta is like this fun, not taking serious, uh, like. But it's a brawler. We, you could you call that game a brawler? Is yeah, for sure. Okay, point A to so point B it, and it, kill it, kill enemies in between. It's a brawler. Well, it's a it's okay. a devil may cry brawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I okay. just didn't know what that 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 would what it would be called as brawler. I guess I think of like older marvel games that were that style like the wolverine games that's what i'm thinking like the ones that are top down and you play as a hero and you know you press the square button to punch Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i i think it's a cool idea if it's executed well i'll be extremely hyped up for that game right captain america and black panther would be awesome but it has to be done right it can't be a marvel avengers game you know we don't want another one of those (laughs) but if they can make a a game like spider-man 
like you know the recent one mm. i'm in for that as would i all in as well all so. right anything else for news guys or we got it that's the news for the week i'm good news news for the week okay Next, we'll get into games played, which I did like, you know, talk a big game about being able to talk about four <laughs> games this week. Yeah, I do? will say as to no fault of my own, I only got two of them because the other two okay. are delayed shipping. So <laughs> I played Splatoon three this week and Last of Us Part one. OK, OK. I played NBA 2K23, which I wanted beautiful. to play with this beautiful box look at that thing that thing is beautiful with the, with the goat with the goat yeah. on the front um and i played a decent amount of uh disney's dreamlight valley okay. okay i'm interested to see what you have to say about mm-hmm. that disney game mm-hmm. same on that uh i had a pretty light load because i'm pretty into soul hackers and i've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks and yeah, probably, a top, also- probably a top three game of the year stop don't even don't even give that look. It's not a top three game. I don't want to hear it. Nope. <laughs> I mean, scoring hasn't come out yet. I didn't. I I know okay. I predicted last week that I was going to. I am definitely based off of because they don't hide it. Based off of how the game is, I'm on. I'm in the final area. Okay. But I haven't beaten it yet. And then I did. I downloaded. Oh, I love that I have Steam now. I downloaded the Solstice trailer, which is a game that's coming out on the twentieth. To okay. see if I would like it, and I have very, very small thoughts about it. I don't know. I don't have that as, as big of a workload. Do you want me to just throw these out real quick sure. so you guys can get into the meat? Because I'm, I'm actually more curious for what you guys have played mm-hmm. than in me talking about what I have. Because Soul Hackers is not like a new game that I played. Um, but Solstice, real quick, new game coming out the twentieth. It is a Devil May Cry wannabe. It is. Yeah, I've a had my eye on it for a bit. So did I. And I was really excited and I downloaded it. I was playing it on my gaming laptop and not impressed so far. Uh, I know it's just a demo. I know it's just a demo. The visuals could be uh, a better. So what enticed me about the game is probably what enticed at least you, Craig, about the game is it's a, it's seemingly two sisters. Um, the one sister, the physical sister is a, is a chimera as they're called. And then her sister is literally attached to her in a spirit form. And you're supposed to utilize both of them within combat. Now the spirit form does things like certain enemies are not visible to you until she opens up a specific ranged move that allows you to be able to hit them. You know, well, they might be visible, but not able to be hit. The story was, I get it. It's a demo. And I really try to be, I really try to try to take demos with a grain of salt, but I was not in whatever story they were trying to create. The sisters had an okay banter back and forth as you were fighting enemies. The controls did work when fighting with both sisters, because you basically were using, cause I, I was using a, an Xbox controller on my gaming laptop and you basically use the the left trigger to control the one sister like the spectral sister while you basically use the um the x and the y to control the heavy and light attacks of the other sister so seamlessly a standard gamer will be able to do both that was fine i just feel like it got 40 percent towards what even some of the successful abilities like like when you finish a battle in the game it rates you just like bayonetta and, and devil may cry 
it's 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 more than a spiritual. It's almost like a carbon copy, but I wasn't excited from what I played. I was excited from the trailer that I watched and I was even I think I was going to buy the game without thinking. But I was like, let me download the trailer. This is why Steam is good because you can get these kind of things out there and I'm not going to recommend it for you two gentlemen, which I Craig, I heard, just heard you express interest. Barry, if you're interested, I recommend maybe downloading the trailer sure. to see because maybe maybe I was a little misled, but I stopped the trailer or the, I stopped the demo. So, how often have you stopped a demo? You know, you know so, <laughs> right, right. Is so, it just boring? It is. Okay. It is. There's a similar system to collecting, just like in the other titles that I mentioned that did it better there's rock uh, stalagmite formations that you attack and you get more souls from it. There's a tree that wasn't really exciting to me, even though they kind of showed what was past what I could unlock in the demo. And the move set wasn't that exciting to me. Again, could have woken up on the wrong side of the gaming bed today before I played this, but I don't like what I saw and I'm really disappointed. I'm probably not going to buy it. Okay. But that's basically solstice. I still recommend if you were interested, if you had your eye on the game, take a look, especially if you can download the demo, let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, Soul Hackers 2, the only thing that I want to mention about that is besides the fact that I'm at the end, I have to finish this quickly because I'm hitting I'm hitting Atlas time frame. Atlas time frame for me, besides Persona 5, and at least the games that I've played, is I have to finish this quickly because I am now in the boredom stage. There's a little bit of grinding that has to happen <laughs> in mid to late game for Soul Hackers 2 where the story is not pushing you. You have to go backwards and do a couple of things and grind a little bit because they drop weird difficulty spikes, at least in my eyes. And why do you think I played the Solstice demo? You know what I'm saying? So I, I had to, I needed something different and I have to beat Soul Hackers 2 tomorrow is, is, or the next day, or it will be a yet another game on the list of games that I've gotten between 70 and 95% before stopping. <laughs> That's all I have to so say. So it's about just me, not, oh. it's not hitting the ending for you then. It's not sticking no. the landing. It, so the characters are still fine. The characters mm -hmm. are great. I fast forward certain conversations, but it's more like side quest collecting. So it's not like major parts. Okay. I still love the soundtrack. I want that soundtrack in my home right now i think it's a to b start to finish a great fantastic atlas specific soundtrack but there is a couple of twists that keep you on your toes but there is some backtracking that you might have to do or medium what's 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 like the middle of backtracking and proceeding with the game whatever that is just doing the same thing grinding just doing grinding. the same thing over again and there's not enough the last thing I'll say is because Atlas does use similar demons every single time with little variations in how they create them artistically. I'm, that's what's getting me to. I'm hitting the same part where in SMT, these demons were released at level 50, just like these demons were released at level 50 again. Satan's always at level 90. 
or a hundred or a DLC. And then you have like the next tier down. Like I know when I'm going to get the next class or the next grouping of demons, because every Atlas game between the level of 10 and 20, you meet these guys and gals and then 20 and 30, these guys and gals. So that's, that's not helping. Okay. my my level of boredom that's the only thing i have to say now is a game of the year i'm going to say no a couple of weeks ago i would have said yes <laughs> is it a fantastic game and a good installment i'm going to say no you heard it yes. first you said no <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's a good game. Is it worth it? Here's here. I'll backtrack. Is it worth this backtrack? Is it worth the 60 bucks? Yes. Sure. It is. It is worth 60 bucks. Hands down. It's going to be a 60 hour game. That's where I'm at about. And if I didn't have to grind as much as I did, I would have, I would have done in, in 55, but I'm, I'm almost at 60. That's it. I want to get to your guys. games. <laughs> talking about soul hackers too, is making me more bored because I've been playing it so much. Go ahead. Barry, I really want to know if you think different on Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Last of Us Part 1 for me is I I am enjoying it. I, I To be honest, I've kind of forgotten so much of the story. I'm actually really surprised with how much I'm like, oh, I totally forget that there's another girl with Joel in the beginning of the game. Yep. Yeah. I like I I t uh, and here's the thing. Tess. It's it's right different now. for it's different for me because I haven't played it since, since PS3, but like I definitely don't remember a single thing. Not I <laughs> I, I remember it, the I that remember the ending. Of course, mm -hmm. I remember the ending of the last of us giraffes. One. Yes, giraffes. <laughs> um and I remember the giraffe scene as well. Yeah. But that's the ending, giraffes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that that's where I'm at right now Ooh. is I am definitely like having fun with the game. It's still like, I don't feel like it's dated by its story. I don't feel like, um, the gameplay or anything like that feels dated. I, I truly believe that this is just a fun game. Uh, I'm, I'm spoiled and lucky in the fact that I haven't played it since PS3. Cause I can definitely see where like, if you played the remastered on PS4, you're probably like, okay, I've retreaded this now for the th for the third, third or fourth time. time. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and this mm -hmm. story is kind of boring, but for me, no, I'm having I'm having tons of fun with it. I think the game looks great. Uh, I'm playing like me personally. I'll see how long it takes me to switch the difficulty, but I'm currently playing on hard, and I'm playing like the chapter permadeath, oh, uh, yeah. which. Oh. So like I'm I'm enjoying these little features that they've added to it. The permadeath thing is a sort of is a cool thing. I'm only doing chapters because I'm not crazy, right. uh, but it's it, it's it, it's passably fun. I am like sometimes like just genuinely getting lost in especially in the early game where they like want me to go somewhere and I'm trying to like figure out, OK, well, where am I supposed to go? Like there's no <laughs> marker really telling you where to go in this game. Which I just mm -hmm. feel like, I feel like if I just pressed R three or something like that, it should just give me a little dot that just says, "Just go this way, you idiot." Yep. Yep. Stop trying to <laughs> exactly stop, like that. Stop getting lost in everything else. So, like overall, so far, I'm really happy with the game. I need to get to some of the bigger uh, set pieces before I really like pass my judgment on it. 
but so far I've been really interested in it. I, I haven't gotten to play, to be honest, as much of any of the games that I talk about this week as I've wanted to, just because of like personal, I've worked more and Saturday was a home football game. Hence why, like I have an extra bed in my own room. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot just going on for me right now and I didn't get to play as much of the last of us since Splatoon three as I wanted, but enough to serve passable judgments on both. That's fair. Yeah. I, do you still think, do you agree with me that last of us part two looks better? I, yeah, I do still okay. think uh, Last of Us 2 looks better. And a part of me is while I'm playing this, a part of me is like, I just want to go back to The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Because oh, okay. like, it's better. <laughs> well, yeah, like the story, it just hit for me on so much. Like, there's this mm-hmm. one portion of the game, and there are these portions of the game in The Last of Us 1 where, like, the enemy gives up, and you've got a choice of kind of killing them or not. And yeah. every time it happens, all I can think about is Ellie in that hospital scene uh, where <laughs> yeah. like it's like press square to be, you know, beat the living crap yep. out of out of people. So like and I just keep thinking about that because The Last of Us 2's like story was like this kind of in recent memory. It's probably the one that I've thought about the most because of what the story does. And it's fantastically done. Like Last of Us 2 will be a staple in my probably all time like all time top 10 type games uh with the last of us one though while playing it i need to you know i i need to see if that story brings up like that kind of stuff again i don't think it will because last of us one i think played it safer with its story and characters with the last of us two took uh like chances and did some cool things with the storytelling that one didn't do yeah, I mean, I think the first one did a good job of Joel and Ellie's relationship. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because yeah. he starts with he hates her. And then, That's you know, kind of time. blames her for Tess's death a little bit. Um, I When I was playing through it again, I was like, man, I forgot how unnecessarily long the beginning of Last of Us Part 1 is. I'm not talking about, like, that intro. I'm talking about, like, the part with Tess when you're, like, going to get your guns back. And yeah, just, oh, like, yeah the walk, walk through. Yeah. yeah. But then I was like, you know what? They're, they have that in part two as well, right? That first like civilization yep. where you're kind of walking around and then you go to the dance, you know. But I was like, yeah, I just, I don't know. That part, I forgot that that kind of annoyed me. Um, but it after that, I think it definitely picks up. Um, yeah. I still think this part two is miles better, but I think part one is also deserves to be in a conversation of top games of all time. I think, I think they both yeah. do. Yeah. It brought a different level to the game. Like how with certain characters dying or certain plot twists and stuff like that, it, it was the equivalent of the walking dead for, and how people felt about that. Yeah. You know, and the first one, I don't think we're spoiling anything here. Did you get to the brothers yet? Uh, Barry? No. Because I know you remember at least about the game itself. Okay, so the brothers, nope. for example. The two brothers that you meet. Um, just Ellie in general. If Ellie stepped on a twig, you know, you want to make sure that she's okay. <laughs> you know, that's how I felt about Ellie the whole game. And no, nothing really made me feel like that. At least in the 2010 to 2015 area in terms of games. I mean, if I really thought about it, maybe there was a game. But... What I liked about 
Last of Us Part Two is because is what they saw what they were able to do to an audience with the first one that helped them take the risks with the story that they did in two. Like I'll never forget first hour, you know, or first two hours, depending on I, I forget the exact time frame, but Joel, you know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. And when that happened, it made me feel how one made me feel. Hospital scene. It made me feel anytime that anytime Joel and Ellie were fighting, and I was like, "Come on, guys, we're a family," you know. <laughs> like, just, just, just yep. we're the last of us, guys. Look at we've made it so far. You know, it was like I can't, it was I can't how you just worked that in there too. Just yeah, just did it. Yeah. Hey, we're the last of us, and then continues to it's, talk about it like no, it so, is, so so nonchalantly. <laughs> It's like how Frodo and Samwise Gamgee were. <laughs> yeah. We like these, I have to travel long distances for a greater good than myself journey. I'm not agreeing with the person necessarily, or maybe even I'm partly friends with, but we, we go over obstacle together type of things. And that's Last of Us Part 1. At that point, it was just The Last of Us. Nailed it. And then Part 2, they looked at it and they were like, here's what we can do. And that's why I think the story and some of the risk or some of the things that they took place. Cause like it wasn't well, well received that you were basically playing as the person who killed Joel, you know, there was mixed feelings on that. Yeah. I didn't mind, Mm-mm. but there was definitely mixed feelings on that, but it's interesting that both of you have said though, that while you're playing the first one, you've had thoughts like, Oh, I just kind of want to play the second one or the second one looks definitely looks better, that type of thing. Because you made you brought up a good argument or a good point more so last week, Craig, in that when we were kind of talking about it, which is just like, well, why couldn't they, if we're going to re-release it, if we're going to do all of these things to it, if we're going to doctor it up, if we're going to offer it with DLC that makes it easier and we're going to offer all these small things that, Barry, you have commented about that you liked about it, why can't we make it look more? Yeah like this like the newest and latest and greatest so yeah i don't know you don't get part two without how good part one was so i don't want to like put down part one but i agree with you like this i just thought personally that game should look as good if not better than part two and i just don't think it does it looks pretty though yeah yeah there are pretty scenes Mm -hmm. um what else uh, next for me is I'll go ahead and jump into Splatoon 3. Uh, Splatoon 3 is uh, a really fun shooter on Switch. Like, I, you know, you don't get the Call of Duties on Switch. You don't get Battlefield or any of those, like, other types of shooters on Switch. So the Splatoon, I believe, is, like, kind of a build on what splatoon 2 did you know there's a lot more guns to use there's more battle modes this time a built-in story mode which is for much better for the game series uh the story mode i'm having a lot more fun with just because not i don't usually want to just play multiplayer all the time like titanfall made that mistake and then titanfall 2 came out and became one of the best sorry multiplayer sorry that game titanfall 2 is still a really god tier game so good very in good. My, so good. That, yep. that multiplayer and story mode is something that I, I, I have a feeling will almost never be touched again for me. Yep. But <laughs> so good. 
Splatoon 2 does a good way of itching that kind of scratch there. Like the character customization, yes, is very small. I like the couple of things that I'm not the biggest fan of is I wish there was a bit more customization of what you could do with your weapons and ultimates because each gun has uh, like has kind of its own. I want to say shooting style, whether it's short range, you know, short range, narrow, long range, wide, or it's like short and wide short and powerful but weaker like there's a whole bunch of like guns and everything like that but each of these guns are tied to their own special and it's not something you can change at least not yet for me so i'm like i think level 10 in it which so i've I've played a decent amount of hours into the game and like you start off with the splat shot and the ultimate's kind of the shield thing that protects you from other people's fire yeah that's great Mm -hmm. but then you start to get these other weapons like the dual splatties that have another ult. <laughs> Let's say I like the splat shot, but I like the splat sh- the dual splatties ult better. I can't just switch them. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm it's <laughs> weird. Splatties. It's weird. Yeah. I think it's I think it's how you say it in particular, Barry. It might mm-hmm. be <laughs> he's he's rocking those dual splatties. <laughs> the dual splatties. <laughs> and because of that, I find that the multiplayer can be a little bit limiting in a way that I don't like. I really wish I could just customize like, OK, I like the splat shot. I like the splat shot, but I don't I, I don't like the shield one. I want something that's more offensive. So you end up having to learn the splatty, the dual splatties, because you have to figure them out. Like you if you want that ult, you have to learn the gun as well. And there are, of course, so many other guns as well that you get to go with. You know, there's the. There's like the paintbrush, which is fun, a really fun melee weapon, like the arrow, uh, the arrow, the arrow shot or splat arrow or something like that, I think is what it's called. There's a lot of splat in all of the gun names. So I'm I would assume, I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, like in that portion of things, I like it. And then on top of that, too, they really try to do a different like way of customizing again where you know you have shoes that add different attributes headgear that adds different attributes and like your you know your shirt that does like something different whether it's you know one offers your speed as like a squid form to be increased but the other increases uh you know the the damage or the amount of damage you can take in so there's a lot of strategy in it which i believe does a decent amount of different play styles i just don't feel like it does a lot Uh, like you can definitely notice the difference, but I'm not seeing like, I'm not seeing crazy builds that make somebody go like, wow, I want to, I, you know, I want to build like theirs, you know, Mm -hmm. I want something that makes me incredibly fast so I can swim in my own paint and then get behind the enemy, shoot them and then just go back into my hidey hole and swim away kind of thing. Like I'm not seeing that type of play style. All I still see is just everybody just swimming around. You just come up to shoot, swim back in, paint the area kind of, kind of thing. (laughs) Um, there are more game modes as well, which I've enjoyed. And actually one of my favorite ones, this anarchy mode where it's against three different color teams, like it's red, blue, and yellow, but one team has four people, which is usually red. And then there's two blue and two yellow. I thought it would be really unfair. And all it is, is a turf war. So whoever covers the most area wins because you would think the team that has four is, at at a greater advantage than the two but because the teams of two start out at the edge of the map and the team of four starts out 
in the center, you have like pretty much two v two battles for the most part. Because if red starts to send a third person over to blue, then yellow only has to face one person and they could start getting map control. I'm really impressed with how much like a lot of like of these a lot of these games, like it's usually one team versus another. And I like having like this kind of like one V one, you know, one V one V one scenario where it, you know, the team of four has to strategize big time. Like, okay, how are we, how are we going to take the areas from blue and yellow while also defending our own? And how do we make sure yellow or blue doesn't go too far in and like switching it up like that. I actually think it's one of the better better modes that the game has put out in recent years and I'm just re- really enjoying it a lot more and I think I think for a lot of people like Splatoon Splatoon 3 isn't this phenomenal jump that I think people wanted, but it's definitely a jump in the good direction for it. I just a part of me worries that like where do you take it from here? I guess is when does the when does the spl- the dual splatties and the splat shot junior just become you know boring and you know the the whole octopus squid theme like becomes yeah something that isn't fun because for a lot of people yeah it's a nice first person shooter but you're probably going to go to apex or call of duty before before playing splatoon so it's just kind of you have Splatoon's in this weird area where if you're only a Switch owner and you're an adult who doesn't want their kid playing violent video games, Splatoon works. Splatoon fits that niche very well. And it's competitive even is a lot of fun. Uh, But there's a reason they discontinued support for Splatoon 2 because people just stopped playing it. And when does Splatoon 3 start to suffer from the same as well? That's always been my problem with every Splatoon game is I play it when it comes out. I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then like not even a week later, I'm like, I'm done. I just I have no desire to play it. Yeah. Anymore. Call of Duty comes out and then we're all like, OK, yeah. time for Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. There's just not enough there to keep me entertained. And I I don't know, because I don't want to like say that like Call of Duty or, or specifically Apex for me is like, oh, man, they're constantly innovating because it's not like they're innovating every day, but there's enough coming out. There's new characters. There's new maps like yeah. on a fairly regular basis to keep you be like, oh, man, here's a new gun. Whereas Splatoon, I felt like they just they're like, oh, well, let's have a uh, what type of condiment do you like war? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was their answer to keep it fresh. And that's just not enough, at least for me. No, no yeah, I definitely see people's argument for there because um, it's not so much about like the turf war sort of stuff for me it's more like the game modes and the the way the weapons work like is a bit different like you know i don't have to worry like in call of duty you know i don't have to worry about no in call of duty i have to worry about somebody with an intervention sniping me from across the map where in splatoon that's not really something you run into yeah. um mm-hmm. it's a lot more arcadey it's a lot more fun i also just like how quick the games are like the games are very quick. Like you can play a game while you're on the toilet, finish a game and not feel bad for sitting on the toilet for 10 minutes <laughs> because the games aren't yeah. 10 minutes kind yeah. of thing. So I never am upset or displeased with my time in Splatoon because I never feel like it overstays my welcome because there's never a game that goes on too long. It's always like, you know, OK, like that game took me two minutes. 
I can go ahead and play another one because it only because the next one will only take me two or three minutes as well. So because the games are so vast, you can play a lot and not feel burned out. Yeah, that's Got fair. It. That's how I feel about Rocket League. That's why I still play Rocket League. So I'm like, oh, the yeah. game's only five minutes. So yeah, like I, that's always my go-to when I don't know what to play. I'm like, oh, I can play like two or three matches of Rocket League and be done in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, NBA 2K23. Barry, you didn't get your copy yeah. yet. No, um, unfortunately. I would. I will start by saying that this is a wonderfully done cover. Right now, this is the. The Michael Jordan edition. So this one is $99.99. And then it comes with 100,000 VC and uh, some other extra stuff. But I will say that as far as it goes, like they don't give you anything. They give you a slip cover and some download codes. And that's it. That's all you get. Also, you get the PS4 version. But who wants the PS4 version if you're buying the PS5 version? That makes no sense. Yeah. Unless I was going to like give it to somebody or something, I guess. But they have the PS4 version tied to your VC. So you couldn't even redeem it separately. So it's not like you could give the PS4 version to somebody and keep the VC, which is ridiculous. Oh, that, ooh, yeah, that's that is, rough. That is yeah, ridiculous. It's all one one code. Um, but the game itself, I'll start with like the Michael Jordan aspect that they did. Um, that mode is phenomenal. You get to start okay. with like, it's the highlight games of his career, right? So you get to play a game. They'll give you the goals. Uh, the very first one is like his national championship game when he was at North Carolina against Georgetown. So they'll be like, you got to win the game, score 19 points and get nine rebounds, you know, at least. Um, but what makes it good is presentation wise. Um, they put like the filter that makes it look like you're watching on an old TV. Um, the camera, oh. the camera angles are the camera angles from that time. Um, the, the score and everything is exactly how it was at that time, right? So this was, I think that was like 80-something, 80 82, I think was when that was. So it, it's very accurate to how it looked. Um, and, and to me, that's really cool. So playing through those are very fun. I think there's like eight or nine different ones you play. Um, I I haven't played through all of them, but like I really think they did a wonderful job with that. And everybody likes playing as Michael Jordan because that's just, you know, it's Michael Jordan. Um, I think it's like the second or third time he's been on the cover, right? I remember him in like 2K10 or something like that. But anyway, um, and then my player, I'll go into that because franchise mode is franchise mode. My team, I don't really touch. I know a lot of people like my team. I am not one of them. But I did jump back into my player after taking a year off last year where I just didn't touch it at all. And I will say that I'm enjoying the story more than past stories. Uh, they don't do the college angle this year. It's just you get drafted. You pick what team you want to go to. You do the whole draft thing, and then you have your rival, which they've done before. Um, but I will say, like, the city is overwhelmingly large to the point where, like, it took me a while to find where the courts were to yeah. play. Like, oh. I don't know where I'm going. Like, you pull up the map. <laughs> And it's just this massive map. And it's like, oh, here's Grip a store. Here's a store. Here's a store. Here's, <laughs> here's here's the workout area. Here's where you rec league. Here's where you can go if you want to play the Jordan thing. Here's somewhere over here. Here's here's your agent's office. Here's where you go to play the game. And it's just like every, there's so much going on. And then the quests, dear Lord, there's so many quests they bombard you with. Uh, I felt like I was playing Witcher because it's just like, <laughs> here's your main quest. Here's your side quest. Here's your daily quest. 
here's your season quests, all of that. It's like boom, 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 boom. And it's like you you do the intro and then there's like 25 quests. And I'm like, oh my God, relax. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but they to me, like the gameplay is smooth, like it always is. They changed the shot meter, which I think is for the better because I'm hitting a lot more green shots now than I ever have. Oh, I'm happy to hear about that. Oh, so yeah. okay, we'll yeah. have to so see. What, whatever it is about the new shot meter is clicking with me more so than it ever has. Um, so I really appreciate that. And the other aspect that I really like that I wanted to mention is in your my career mode, when you, you know, in the past, like when you would have a game to play, you would just hit like play next game and you would go to the yeah. game. Yeah. So now uh, in the my city is in one area is the arena, right? So whenever you have a new game to play, you'll have like different things you have to do first. So it'll be like, oh, go meet with your agent before the game. So you run over to your agent and then I'll be like, all right, it's time for the game. Go to the game. So you run to the arena, right? And you enter. When you enter the arena, it takes you to like, where you would get dropped off on the bus, right? So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to run up a hallway, which is the hallway where the the uh, media is taking pictures of you. Um, sometimes they'll stop you. It's where you can get uh, kind of like bonus cred if you are wearing something stylish, basically. They're trying to incorporate that like NBA players when they arrive to the arena are always like judging the how they look. Right. Yeah. Um, once you get through there, you have the locker room. Um, that you get changed for the game. Uh, and then you have, you know, they make a point to tell you like, hey, reporters could stop you in the hallway. They could stop you in the locker room. There's a room over here for after the game to talk to the reporters. There's other rooms. There's rooms everywhere. Um, so it's a whole arena experience. And then when you're ready, then you'll run out to where the entrance to the arena is. And that takes you into your pregame. It's like something small that they did, but it gives you a lot more of a feeling of, being an NBA player, right? It's not just like, all right, I'm going to play my next game. All right, cool. It's going to kick you to the shoot around, right? Now it's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to walk in. I'm going to walk from the bus down. I'm going to go get changed. I'm going to go get stopped by a reporter and he's going to ask me a question. Then I'm going to get changed. Then I'm going to go hit up shoot around or maybe my agent stops me beforehand or something. It's like all the stuff that really goes on that they're trying to hit. And I think it, they do a pretty good job of it. Um, but, you know, as good as the game has always played, the predatory stuff is still there, right? Yeah. Like you're still, this $100 edition gives me 100,000 VC, which takes you from, you know, when you start, you're a 60 to like an 81. So like it's a huge jump and it makes the game a lot more enjoyable, right? Because you can actually score, you can you can dribble, you can pass. But if you just buy the base game and you're going in and not buying any VC, you're probably going to have a horrible time, right? You're sounds, like like, yeah, yeah. sounds like me. Yeah, sounds like I'm You're, you're just going to be like, oh man, my player sucks. Like, now I got to grind for 20 hours. Um, they want you to obviously buy this hundred dollar edition. That's what they want everybody, or at the very least to buy the game and then spend another 20 or $40 on VC, which I think everybody does at this point. This is like yeah. this year, more than most years I've, I have seen the least amount of sixties running around the city. So I think everybody is just kind of bought into the fact that I'm going to buy this game for $60 and I'm going to spend another $40 in VC. That's just what I have to do. Right. This game just costs you one hundred dollars to play um, if you really want to play it. And I, I mean, I guess you don't have to. You can just do franchise mode. But if you really want to get into my player, like it's still as predatory as it's ever been. I don't think it's ever going to change. And it's just a shame because I think the my career mode this year is very good and it's a lot of fun and very in depth. But it's just very tough 
to get in on that base level $70 now, not 60, yeah. 70 to yeah. have a good time. It's just, it's going to Barry, in your case. If you, you bought the normal one, right? Yeah. Are you going to buy VC? <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need to see how much bonus VC I got with pre-ordering. You get, you get like a thousand or 2000 or something. And what not, I'm going to go up maybe a level. I'm going to go, go up maybe you'll be like 62. a, you'll be like a 61 or 62. Yep. Yeah. We'll see. I, I yeah. have to see because like for me, it's always been about like my GM mode and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I I just and I know they did like a my era as well yeah. yep. with the coat with the Kobe edition. So you can like play like classic 76ers with AI, which yep. I think is a lot of which I think is really cool and fun with old logos and everything yep. like that. But I, I wanted to make it a, a thing where I got back into my story. Where, you yep. know, I put in, you know, a new one and everything like that. But I, I have to see. I, mm-hmm. I'd rather not because like I I really liked playing my park with the, with my friends. But mm-hmm. we were all at like level 80 something after putting money into VC in order to right in order to play. And then that's when, you know, three on three, my park becomes a lot more fun because, yep. you know, you're all able to play competitively where. If you don't put that money in there, no one's going to want to play with you 3v3. You know, That's every- the thing. Like you roll into, you know, if you just buy the game and you go into my career, you know, like I want to go play my part. Every single person, almost every single person when they see a 60 is going to not is going to walk off the court and not play with you. So yeah. like your chance of getting into a game is very slim, very slim. Um, you know, at the minimum, you got to be at least an 80. So they know that you spent that $40 or they're just going to be like, I'm yeah. not even going to play with you because I'm just going to lose. Or if they do, they're not going to pass to you. Right. <laughs> they're, they're not. Um, so, yeah, it is kind of a shame that that's I just remember the good days like early PS3, 360 era, even PS4 and Xbox one where like that wasn't the case. And you yeah. could just buy the game and play the my career and put in the time and be a 90 or a 95 that that idea is long gone <laughs> unfortunately it is yeah i am um, ex- i'm excited yeah. to play it but i just yeah. need to, i have to wait for it <laughs> and then uh disney dreamlight valley um which is an early access on game pass uh so if you have game pass you can check that out i think you can buy buy it as well i think it's like 30 or 40 bucks um I think this is the right way for somebody like me who has an affinity for Disney to get me to play an Animal Crossing like game because (laughs) I have an affinity for all the characters. I think it's done very, very well. Um, I I assume it's going to do well, but it's hard to tell. You know, I don't think it's been like heavily uh, promoted, has it? Like, I know it's early access, so it's not officially out. I mean, they threw something in the last Disney. uh... Okay event with the disney marvel event about it but But like i think it's a extremely well done game i'm having a ton of fun like i wasn't a huge fan of animal crossing but when you're putting disney characters in front of my face and it's you know it's literally like you're dropped into uh, a world and you have to you have a house small house that you start just like animal crossing and you just have to go rescue and find all these disney characters and also build your house and and do a little bit of like stardew valley right um, and build out your whole area. Uh, the idea is fun. I enjoy it as like a right now. It's kind of like whatever I'm playing at the end of the night before I go to bed, I'll put that on for like 20 minutes and just kind of mm-hmm. do my daily stuff, just like Animal Crossing, and then like and Animal then be Crossing. on my way. So I will. I would assume that there's a 
bazillion people who like Disney characters. So I have a feeling it's going to do extremely well. Um, review wise, it seems like it's been doing very well as well. Um, I know IGN gave it like an eight. It's at a nine on Steam. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have been having a lot of fun with it. I'll continue to play it. It's not something that I'm going to play for like 10 hours a day, but as like a 20, 30 minute thing at the end of the night, it's been perfect. It would be good on like mobile, I think. As okay. Well. Yeah. I don't know if that's a plan, but like, I think that would work. That's how uh, Animal Crossing came became for a lot of us. You know, you start out, you put like five or six hours into it, but yeah. then, but then you log in and you do your daily you figure out certain things. I mean, for, there's obviously a group that did a lot more than 20 minutes a day. But right. like for me, that was how Animal Crossing ended up, Yeah, you know, after a month or so. But it's nice to see that it's doing that well. Yeah, I, I think everybody should go give it a shot, especially if you have Game Pass to go check it out. I want to say it's $30 if you don't for like the early access. Um, I would assume that's probably the price it's going to be when it comes out. I don't think this is like a $60 game. I wouldn't think. But there are microtransactions in there, obviously. And they don't seem extremely predatory, but I guess they could end up being that way. It's 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 also the one last thing that I wanted to mention is like because you were talking about how successful it was, I actually my wife and I had a friend, her her uh one of our mutual friends hit her up and asked her what edition she should get. Oh. So like I was unaware that it's coming out with its own like I don't know, $60 edition. Maybe there's like a $80 and a $100 edition. And I don't know what that gets you because I didn't do the research on that yet. But yeah, I uh, I was unaware that it was coming out in those subsequent uh, levels of uh, of release. Yeah, that I didn't know that either. I'm going to have to look them up and see what they are. But yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine that this could end up being a game where like if you really could in, get into it, you could be spending hundred dollars two hundred dollars um sounds very familiar barry yeah Apex. yeah it does yeah it does yeah. <laughs> i don't think i'm not going to be dumping money into this game but I, as far as like there's enough there that you don't have to and you can still have a good time yeah but yeah that's all yeah i'm trying yeah i'm trying not to think about all the money i dumped into apex for an heirloom uh, one little quick thing is last week I went ahead and they released the kind of update for the Hogwarts legacy game where you could take the test, okay. get your Patronus mm-hmm. and see what your wand was made out of. Did you guys do any of that yet? I didn't even know that was a thing. I'll have to check it yeah. out. Um, my roommate Adam showed it to me. So you can take like a, it, you have to download an app called the Harry Potter fan club on your phone. It is official Harry Potter stuff. I know the name doesn't sound like it, but <laughs> If uh, you can link it to your Warner Brothers account, and then that way, when you start up the game, you can get sorted into your house. You get an exclusive robe, which I think is really cool. Okay. And I'm not sure how much the wand or the Patronus charm thing is going to play into it, but I just think it's a cool way to get people excited for Legacy yeah. and actually get people talking about it. Because the moment I did it, I talked to, I went to my friends and I was like, "Hey." like because they're excited for a harry potter game of course like even my friends who don't game as much as i do are like yeah harry potter i'm all for it so then they went and took the test and they got their houses sorted as well so <laughs> you guys should do it and then we could talk yeah. about uh what, what house we're, we're all definitely in, doing that 100 percent, i will yep yeah so essentially so essentially you just do the test so it's it's actually kind of saving you a step in the game so mm-hmm. to speak yeah i don't That's know really how cool. 
I don't know how the quiz thing is going to go in Legacy. Like, we really haven't seen any of that yet, how the quiz is going to go. But the app itself for the quiz is very well thought out. Okay. Um, What's that that app called again? It's called the Harry Potter Fan Club. I'm literally, you two are literally downloading it. I'm right looking now. it up right now as you're talking. <laughs> Go ahead. Harry it should Potter have like Fan a, Club. It should have like a Harry Potter like lettering in white, and then there's like a purple foggy background to it. Got you guys it. are gonna take your quizzes like right in front of me. I have a here we go. I got it. gonna have I got it right it. here. All right, I'm downloading do, it as we speak. Yeah, what you'll do is you create an account, do your test thing, uh, do all the tests for your wand, Patronus, and your house and then link it to your WB account. Uh, and that sh- uh, should take care of everything else. I'm Can't trying to, to think. Should, that. Yeah, should I? I'm trying to think, should I spoil which house I'm in or should I wait till next week? I mean, wait. you should wait and then we can do it. We can all do wait, it. Wait and then we'll time. talk about what houses we're in, Barry. Yeah, come on. You sound like a, sli- you sound like a Slytherin, yeah, Barry. Yeah, does. Well, like the well, like the thing is, it's not my fault. You guys, you know, aren't you know aren't on top of everything. Sorry, you know, I have somebody to tell me these things. <laughs> I probably should have told you guys anyway, but I just yeah, reminded myself. Yeah, yeah, I probably should have said Craig, this earlier. Didn't, Craig didn't Barry one day like uh, brag about being able to speak parcel tongue at some point. I feel like he, he, did. he did. slipped that into the podcast. He at said some how point. much he liked Voldemort, and uh, you know, yeah. could could see where he was coming from. Yeah, <laughs> under understood his philosophies yeah. and thought he was only trying to better the world. Yeah, that is what Voldemort was doing. Yeah, it's like how Magneto sees the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh Regardless, though, we'll we'll talk about it next podcast. I'm excited we'll for you guys it, yeah. to tell me. Yeah, because I know after the podcast, you guys are going to literally text me. You know, oh, yeah. I got in this house and that kind of thing. Yeah, so it'll, I got into a fifth house. I didn't even yeah. know there was a fifth house. It's 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 like Fire Emblem Three Houses, where there's a fourth house that you know only is yeah. unlocked with DLC. So yeah, that would that would be fun. Regardless, though, that's going to be it for games this week. Uh, next would be movies and TV shows, which I do have to say because I was so busy this week, I didn't watch anything. I don't know what? about you guys. How dare you? I I finished Hard Knocks. Okay, <laughs> that was it. Okay. Um, I watched two movies. I watched Me Time and okay. Pinocchio. Ah, yeah, like the live action one. Uh huh. Okay. And they both, <laughs> they both, they both suck. <laughs> both movies were terrible. I'm glad I didn't miss story. any good movies then. I mean, I was never a big fan of Pinocchio as a kid. I always thought that the animated movie was boring. So maybe it wasn't aimed at me, but I don't think it was done very well. Um, and me time, which is Kevin Hart. Uh, I enjoy Kevin Hart. Mark movies. Wahlberg, yeah. Yeah. I enjoy Kevin Hart. I, I enjoy Mark Wahlberg, but this one is written so poorly <laughs> and it's so is unfunny. It? Oh dear Lord. Is it awful? <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched like a comedy movie and been like, this is bad. You know, like you watch comedy movies and you can watch some that aren't that great and still like chuckle. This is just bad. Like it, oh, it almost it was so bad, like it was to the point that I kind of got the feeling that like Kevin Hart was just there for a paycheck, <laughs> you know, um, and I've seen I even went to check to see if he was like promoting it and he did like one quick one. So it's like he even knew like this movie's not good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take my paycheck and do my whatever's required as far as promoting it and moving on. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, if you want to watch a truly awful movie you can try me time i guess 
What about you, other Craig? Uh, what did you watch? <laughs> uh, so I watched uh, Untold Story, which was the uh, the girlfriend who didn't exist, exist, the Monte Teo story. Mm-hmm. And I watched that with my wife. And I also watched Old. I realized how old that movie is in comparison to 2022. But God, I did the M. Night Shyamalan movie. I did. <sighs> yes, I can't wait. So. Just to get the Monte Teo one yeah. out there, it's it's only a two-parter. It's it's a section of a, a couple of untold stories that are going to be throughout the year. It was two one-hour sections. For me, I don't know if I paid attention well enough to how how much information we got of the story itself because I realized a lot of different things when I was watching it. I didn't realize how catfished he was. What they do in the in the it's a well done documentary. It, it's well shot. Monte himself is actually very eloquent when speaking about his feelings in specific parts of it. But I didn't realize how much this how nice he was as an individual to the point where everything happened in the right way for him to be catfished amazingly, like on national television in front of the entire world to see. I. As I was watching it, and my wife was the same way, as we were watching it, we just got more angry at him being catfished because when you actually look at his college career and the amounts of impact that he could have had, you actually believe by watching the things going on that this messed up his psyche and his heart's towards being the best that he was at football. It just so totally distracted him to the point and embarrassed him enough where we might have potentially like didn't like we didn't get a James Harrison or a Lawrence Taylor or or a non secondary Ronnie Lot Ronnie Lots or a junior Seau. It looks like we got it looks like we didn't get a defensive player and his career could have been a lot better for him if this situation didn't happen to him. And it was kind of embarrassing to watch him go through it. He had a very dedicated family to him throughout the entire process. I I suggest you watch it. You may have the same idea or the same feeling that I do about it. I'm not mad necessarily at who catfished him. I'm just mad that that particular individual career got stifled the way it did until seeing that documentary i wasn't actually aware of how stumped he was at the scenario i mean this guy's got all of these events coming he's a a ridiculous football player highly recruited he decides to go to the fighting irish against like what many people thought he would do because he was thinking USC and such like that. And they do a good job in two hours of showing how the mighty have fallen in this scenario before even catfishing was a household term. Only two hours out of your day. There's other stories coming in the actual series. I believe it is Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's on Netflix and it is it's the untold umbrella series, but it's specifically the girlfriend that didn't exist spoiler alert she didn't exist (laughs) her image did but she didn't old 
Um, come on. M night. It's it's M night, man. No, stop M. being nice. Night. Don't be. It's nice. your boy M night here. Stop being nice. So here's what I'm gonna say about old. <laughs> I think that the end five minutes concept that you find out as to why an island is is there and why this group of people end up on an island that rapidly ages them it was cool there was a five minute section i got done watching the movie i went to my wife and i was like here's what i think is cool about it it's five minutes (laughs) and it is go ahead what's the reason (laughs) it's the reason is it's a pharmaceutical company that finds an island that that essentially rapidly ages you and barry i don't know have you seen it do you care no what makes you think i'd watch this movie (laughs) go ahead so 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 for profit (laughs) this pharmaceutical company brings humans with i mean they invite humans through this wonderful resort that they create bring people out so they can continuously do tests to solve the major medical issues of humanity without regard to the deaths that happen. I thought, I thought when that was revealed at the end that, that I thought that was okay. Like to cool. I was like, okay, that's, that's the M night part where he like really intelligently thought of, of something different again. But the entire movie was just, it was too it was artsy but it was it was not enough for me man it was not it was not good that to me so there there was there was a section where they all get to the island they all are driven there by the by somebody from the resort who is M Night mm-hmm. he stars in his own he stars in that one as well they get left there and then they all slowly figure out, sometimes some of them too slowly for their own good, figure out that they're rapidly aging on this island. And I don't have I don't have many nice things to say, except that there was a, a couple there was a reconciling moment between the two, the like the husband and wife that was like really kind of nice again towards the end. But they got there. They all realized they were getting old fast. And then nine people died in like 20 minutes <laughs> of various reasons. It's not, it's not like I watched it out of intrigue. I was like, it is M night. I yeah. still think M night can create village or signs. I still think he can do that guys. Now nah, he's lost it. And I, he's lost, I he's lost that privilege. I'm so mad. He's done so many bad movies at this point. He's lost that privilege. He had such a run. He did. He's like in any sport game, any sport game, and any and any like any sport that you like. That person that comes out of college has the great first season. For me, mm-hmm. I'm a Giants fan, so it's the Saquon Barkley until like this, until recently he got healthy again. He comes out. He does this like great opening stance and then all of a sudden it's just like what happened and that that's how i feel m night's career has been for me and i hope he doesn't come after me for this i don't know if he <laughs> listens to this podcast I'm sure he has other things to do with his time but it yep. would be nice if somebody of his stature did that <laughs> but like craig what do you i don't know what do you think Here, i said this before and now that you've seen it i can bring it up to you 
What do you think it is about M. Night Shyamalan, the way he writes his movies and the way he directs his movies, that makes everybody who's in his movies completely forget how to act? Because Old has some of the worst acting I've seen in a long time. And I, I watched that movie and I was like, I can't figure out if it is the way the lines are written or if it's mm-hmm. the way that he's directing them. But just the way they deliver the lines are so awkward and weird. Yeah. It's just I don't understand. And the fact that he in his mind thought, I want to put a character in this movie as a, a, a rapper and I'm going to title his rapper name as Midsize Sedan. Midsize Sedan. What is wrong with him? <laughs> I Who was there? I, does he surround himself with yes men? Is that what happens when they're when he's like, what about Midsize Sedan? And they're like, yeah, that's that. That's yes. perfect. You know what? That's believable. Rapper Roll with that it. Midsize Sedan. Yeah. Barry, I, I can see your face. That's his name in the That's his in name the in the movie, Midsize Sedan. Midsize Sedan like, is the see, like I have, I have a hard time like believing that, but also <laughs> he's credited I, as Midsize Sedan is. in the credits. I like, I like listened to, to an interview with like George Ni, uh George Niang from the Sixers, and apparently yeah. his time on other teams, he was also called like the Midsize Sedan right. or something like that. So part of me is like, did he listen to this interview? He's this he's a he's a diehard Sixers fan and he's mm. from Philadelphia. So that could have factored into it, but this was written before <laughs> this was written before yeah, Niang was that in interview. Philly. Yes. Uh, okay. um, but like there is, I'm not going to say giant movie stars in this movie. There are established actors and actresses in this movie who, for whatever yeah. reason, when I'm watching it look like they've never acted before. I don't mm. understand what it is about M night Shyamalan and his movies and like Mark Wahlberg's another one in the happening. Like it's just, it has to be the way he's directing them. I don't get it. Craig, you know what it is? They probably nail it the way most of us would like to see it on the first and second take, but Mm -hmm. M night makes them do more takes so that he could (laughs) see it as he wants it. Right. So by the seventh take, it looks great to M night. Yeah. But then it doesn't look good. Like outside of what his frame of mind is. Yeah. You know, and it's, like, it's got to be the way he directs it. And I'll say this, Barry, for you, like, I don't recommend this movie to anybody. But like, if you wanted to get an idea of like what I'm trying to get across, you just have to watch like the first 10 minutes and you'll understand. Like when they first get to the resort or no, even when they're in the car on the way to the resort, them talking in the car is so painful. It reminded me of watching The Room. Like to me, that's uh, how bad it was. I'm just like, this is awful. Yeah. Like, why is it so bad? I don't yeah. understand. I I enjoy signs. I enjoyed the village. Lady in the waters. Okay, um, but I I don't know. I his first I, three or four were yeah. great. They were that, they were what made sense. his name. Yep. Yeah. But I just I can't give him any good faith anymore. It's 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 gone. <laughs> He's getting old. Yeah. Is what I was what I'm saying. Uh, why why do why did why do I even. Why yeah. do I allow this stuff on the podcast, Craig? Um, Why do I allow it? I don't know. Could I? It, I was trying to think of. Is it like a on the? Is it a scoring on the movie community? Is it a score? <laughs> uh, yes. 
And with that being said, it's time for the end of the podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. If you liked it, please make sure to share it and review it. Please make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Please make sure to review it on your podcast listening platform of choice. It helps us get recommended. If you're interested, you can follow us on Twitter. I've done a really bad job of Twitter lately. Going to be up front there. Uh, Instagram and Twitch. If I ever decide to Twitch again, maybe Temtem. Uh, I don't know what makes me want to do Temtem, but we'll see. Uh, but regardless, next week I should have Temtem and NBA, and then hopefully I'll be caught up. And then I'm hoping to actually watch stuff this week now that um, yeah, yeah. I actually might have time to myself. So we'll, <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. But uh, I want to thank again everybody for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. See you later. Bye. See you later. <laughs>